always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to assure you that God has an incredible plan. If the enemy has been trying to convince you that the Lord is not working in your favor and that these situations are confusing with no solutions, this is a myth-busting podcast. God is up to something spectacular and you will see the turnaround that you've been praying for. Welcome to this, your Thursday, March 22nd, 2018 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that distributes free resources all around the world to help you grow in your faith and become everything God has destined you to be. I bring you warmest greetings live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministry Studios in the city of Buffalo, New York. It is a cool 32 degree morning here in the Queen City. The sun is shining and I am so happy to be here with you again. You know how much I love you, Daily Cup family. We are strong. We are worldwide. And God is using this ministry platform to change the world for the glory of his name. I am enthusiastic and celebratory all week long. I've been that way. My new book, God Did It, A True Story of Miraculous Healing, is now available on Amazon.com. Go ahead and purchase it. Help me share this amazing testimony with everybody you can so that they too will know that whatever it is they're believing God for, he's not only able and willing, but he's going to do it just for them. Every single podcast you hear is available as a free resource to you. Feel free to download it and stream it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher.com, Player.fm, Your Daily Cup of Inspiration.com, on my YouTube channel under my name, Deanna Hobbs, D-I-A-N-N-A-H-O-B-B-S. Just click that red subscribe button, turn on your notifications, and every time a new podcast is uploaded, you'll be among the first to know. Let's begin today's podcast with a prayer. God, our Father, we love you, we honor you, and we thank you for another privilege, a moment to sit at your feet and have you feed us with your word. Thank you for this precious sister, this precious brother that you have wooed to this podcast, for you have something to say to them. Word my mouth, God, and give me the specific words that will touch their lives and transform them according to your will. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All throughout high school and college, I had terrible test-taking anxiety. I just didn't like taking tests. Now, in high school, I'll admit, I wasn't as diligent as I should have been about studying and preparing for examinations, and my grades reflected that. I was a D and an F student mostly, except in English and Spanish. I got straight A's in those two subjects. In college, however, I worked and studied very hard, and my grades reflected that. I got mostly A's, but despite my diligent preparation, intense focus and study, When my professor handed me that quiz or full-length exam sheet, my hands would get clammy, my heart would begin racing. I just did not like tests. I thought the knowledge I had in my brain would somehow go missing during test time. And because of this false and flawed idea, I would rush through questions and jot down answers like I was in a relay race. I had this habit of trying to get as many responses to the questions written down as quickly as possible before I forgot. Too bad for me, I made mistakes sometimes that I would not have made had I just slowed down, relaxed a bit, and been confident in my ability 
ability to retain information, especially because I worked and studied so hard. I would work myself up to believe I had failed. I would be down in the dumps and expecting the worst until I got my paper back and saw a good grade that would make me smile. You know, these days, since I'm not in school, I don't really have to take too many written exams anymore. But spiritually speaking, I go through tests and trials and tribulations in various ways. We all do. The Lord challenges us in our lives to put us to the test and require us to stretch our faith, remember the things he told us and grow to a higher level of maturity. And someone listening, I believe, is being tested right now. And it's because God wants to show you something. In the book of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 14, Jesus tested one of his disciples named Philip right before he fed the crowd of more than 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. In verse 5, scripture says, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I love the way this verse allows us inside the mind of Jesus, his method and his strategy. He wasn't asking the question because he didn't know the answer. Again, the Bible says he already had in mind what he was going to do. And this reminds you that when you're confronted with a trying situation or negative crisis in your life, even though you may not know what God is going to do, he already knows. And even if you don't know what to do, he always does. He already has the answer answer before the question is ever presented. But God allows you to go through uncertain times to test your faith and teach you about his character and show you that you can rely on him to do the impossible. There is nothing too hard for God. When Jesus asked Philip about buying bread for thousands of people, Philip answered Jesus and said, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. There was no way of doing that in the natural. Philip was thinking naturally when he needed to get in the flow of the spirit. God was up to something just like he's up to something in your life. And the rest of the story is very familiar. There was a little boy with a lunch. He had two fish and five loaves. Jesus took that lunch, blessed it, gave thanks and divided it up. Then all 5,000 men, including the women and children, ate until they were full and there were 12 baskets of leftovers. It's amazing, right? Jesus was testing Philip to prove a point. Now, if you jump down to verses 32 through 35 in this chapter, you will see what that point is. Jesus makes his reason clear for working that miracle with bread. He wasn't just flexing his power, although he can do that. He was proving his divinity, his lordship, and showing that he was the prophet, the Messiah that Moses spoke of in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Jesus was bridging the gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament. He was showing that he was the fulfillment of the prophecy. This is very important. This is key. Zone in on this. Remember in Exodus 16, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and God fed them with manna? In Hebrew, that means, what is it? Manna was literally bread God rained down from heaven for his people to eat. Well, here in the book of St. John, Jesus expresses that he doesn't just give manna, but he is manna. He is that bread. In verse 35, he even said it. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus was explaining to them after working a miracle that he, Jesus Christ, is the source of everything they need. He is the redeemer and savior of the world. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the bread of heaven. He is the living water. He is the miracle worker. He is the source of their supply. You see, Philip didn't need to buy bread because Jesus is the bread. He is the source. It was true in Bible times and it is yet true today. Christ is your source. Everything you need is in him. God allowed you to get backed into a corner with no natural solutions in sight to teach you to walk by faith and not by sight. He allowed you to go through the wilderness so he could teach you, as Jesus said, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We don't live by natural bread, but the bread of heaven, the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And Jesus is that living word. He is the only one who can work that miracle you need. He is the only one who can provide the resources, the strength, the peace, joy, healing, breakthrough, comfort, insight, and all that you need to thrive. Right now, if life is asking you questions that you cannot answer, like Jesus posed to Philip, this is only a test. Life asks questions like how in the world can you pay all those bills without enough money? How will you be healed when doctors say your disease is incurable? How will you make it through this devastating tragedy without losing your mind? How can you succeed and thrive when nobody else in your family has ever done it? How can you break the negative generational cycles that seem unavoidable? If you fail the test like Philip, you'll try to come up with natural answers. You'll be stressed and depressed, anxious and worried. But to pass the test, you've got to walk in the spirit. You've got to see through the perspective and the lens of the word of God. Then you'll connect every problem to the miracle worker. You'll recognize that Christ has the solution. The same anointed one that fed more than 5,000 with two fish and five loaves has power over your circumstances. There is no problem too big, no obstacle too great, no mountain too high, no issue too complex, and no difficulty too challenging for our God. He has an inexhaustible supply of resources, blessings, and solutions. Not only is he the savior of the world who cleanses from sin and gives eternal life, but he also meets our daily temporal needs and makes provision. He heals our diseases of the mind, body, soul, and spirit. He extends his grace and favor to us and our loved ones. He covers us with his love, shows us mercy and kindness, and is good to us even though we don't deserve it. Friend, you may have been fretting before now, but it's time to stop worrying. God is just testing you just as the word of God tells us that Jesus already knew what he was going to do before testing Philip. The same is true in your situation. He already has a plan. If he can feed the multitude with two fish and five loaves, how much more can he do for you? As the saying goes, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. When you're out of solutions, out of options, out of answers, out of energy, and out of your league, that's the opportunity for God to step in and show you his glorious plan. And it's more incredible than you could have ever imagined. To remind you of this truth, I'm stirring one of my favorite encouraging verses into your cup of inspiration. You've heard it so many times, found in Jeremiah 29 and 11 in the New International Version, which says what? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. As you drink down the contents of your cup, remember that God already has an amazing plan. This is only a test. You're being taught to lean on Jesus who never fails. Place your hope in him and you will be amazed by what he does, the ways he makes, the miracles he works on your behalf. I'm a witness. He worked a miracle for me and he's going to do the same thing for you. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for making them aware that you allowed this situation only to test them and reveal yourself as their redeemer, provider, restorer, way maker, and sustainer. Thank you that they are coming out of this trial victoriously and that you are right now making ways out of no way, opening doors they cannot see and working behind behind the scenes in their favor. We praise you for supernatural provision, increase, favor, and breakthrough. It is done by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com.